Podstarter. Every podcast starts somewhere. Thanks for joining us at uh, Podstarter. You've got uh, John Burns here, co-founder and producer at Podstarter with uh, Reese Waters, also co-founder and Podstarter guru, master genius. I don't know if you've got many titles. <laughs> I think I think you are overselling me a fair amount. Somebody's got to do it. You're too humble. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> we, anyway, <laughs> we are in interesting times now because uh, be, because of uh, COVID nineteen, uh, you and I are remote, uh, keeping our distance, uh, locked down in homes. And uh, you and I had a conversation after a post that you had recently done that talked about uh, helping uh, people and companies figure out how to how to podcast, how to teach yourself and, and learn and go forward. And I thought it was a wonderful post that you and I should pick up and and have as a conversation. Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting because podcasting has gone through a very fast and unusual transition since since lockdown. So um, a lot of podcasters saw their download figures dip substantially, up, up to like 50% when the lockdown first happened, and then spike back up again. And not only that, we've seen new podcasts being launched spike as well. And I think a lot of that was because of the disruption to routine a lot of people driving to work didn't need to drive to work anymore so they weren't listening to podcasts for a couple of weeks and now they've got a new routine where they are oh, I, I need to fit my podcast in somewhere i need to relax with them or whatever maybe while they're walking or doing some diy they've now started to to, to go back to where they were before and then that surplus amount of time that a lot of people have they're now seeing as the perfect opportunity to sit down and launch a podcast and we've been working with clients who are working from home and we're helping them remotely set up podcasts uh, because now seems like the perfect time for them for them to do it. So um, we were, we, we were yeah, we, I guess we were kind of uh, thinking about how podcasting could be useful to people during this time. And, and we, we kind of, uh, yeah, we developed this article about how, um, you know, podcasting can be started very accessibly you don't need to spend a lot of money to do it you can just get going with a couple of apps on your phone and people could maybe use it as a tool to actually uh, stay in communication with family or friends or mass broadcast community information or updates um, and from that article we ended up you know helping quite a few people um, get going with uh, zero budget or anything it was just just to help them have some pointers and get started so they could help neighbors or uh, inform people of what they were doing and they were doing okay and it was um, looking at podcasts from a completely different point of view in that sense well it's it's there's so many available tools to help people actually do it um, and I think everyone's familiar with zoom and, and using it like crazy now as a communication tool and and using a lot of these things that that you and I take for granted and our approach has always been uh, share what you know um, it, it's a it's a small community from a podcasting standpoint uh, and as you're always learning and things are always changing uh, share what you know and if it if it helps one person stay a little more connected and and involved and, and more knowledgeable or whatever it is I think that's a I think it's a good opportunity for us to, to say let's let's talk about some of the tools that we use yeah and i know you're a big fan of um the minimal viable product going to market and then testing in the real world and this is kind of what we're suggesting to people who maybe don't have the money to buy microphones or have professional setups is just to just to use this opportunity to 
to, to experiment and, and and see what kind of audience you can build. And no, I, you're right. I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of the minimum viable product. I've been talking about the uh, uh, minimum marketable product lately, which is really taking an idea and trying to get it out to market. There's been a lot of uh, marketers that talk about um, striving for perfection. Often is is it, it gets you bogged down. Um, and, and you want to do good work, but a lot of the times you just sort of have to learn and, and make mistakes. And anyone we talk to never says my, my first podcast was my best. That's not usually the, the approach people, uh, or that's not what people usually say. It's usually the last one was my best. And you know what? My next one's probably going to be better. So you're right. Look at trying to sort of learn from it, use basic tools, not heavy investments, um, and then try experiment. And now is the perfect time because you've got newsreaders, you know, with makeshift green screen studios in their homes and no makeup. And you've got um, <laughs> yeah. chat, chat show hosts streaming from home. And, you know, that's become a kind of uh, charm of, of right now is how people are improvising and working what they've got. And people have really, you know, accepted a, a severe drop in production quality because they still want information. They still want to be entertained and they still want to learn from, from their content. So um, now is the perfect time to go, well, it's not going to sound perfect, but I can at least say what I need to say to the people who I would like to hear it. Um, and you've got that as a, as a real testing ground right now to just try it there's no real excuse to not just start trying and you know if you if you have the time obviously but um it seems like it, it just seems like a real opportunity to to get going and what we're going to try and do in this episode is just talk through the article we'll put the article link in the show notes but um the idea is just you know two apps you can download to your phone really easy really simple and with that you can actually start um, and it's a very straightforward process. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's so. Let's jump into sort of that article on on where where you started, and it's pre tech, right? Which is the the very basic yeah. <laughs> things about before you actually do this. And we talk to uh, a lot of people about understand what your voice is, what's your message, who you're going to talk to. But in your article, it's funny you you even say, "Let me start with the name," because if I can understand the naming <laughs> conventions of this. Uh, you, you find out if it's already in the market. It helps you do a little bit of research, but understand what the name is was really the driving part or the theme behind what the podcast is going to be, right? So name is is step number one. Yeah, and I think there's like there's four key things that you need to start a podcast. And I say this is your minimum viable product. Your the name is the first one. The artwork is the second piece. The description is the third piece. And then uh, also your first episode is the fourth piece, arguably the most important piece, but all of them are very important. And w without these these elements, you you there's no way that you'll be able to, to, to launch anything. You need to sit down, think about those things, write your description and, um, you know, design your artwork and have that first episode planned out or recorded before you can actually sit down at a platform and get going. It's interesting. Um, some of the, some of the uh, platforms that we're going to recommend uh, yeah, you're right. It, it forces you right into those processes, right? So if I, uh, Anchor is one that we were going to talk about, which is uh, as soon as you start to do a submission, it wants to know the podcast name, podcast uh, description, the category, the language, some of the basic information. Um, and so these tools sort of, uh, uh, you can't get to the next step until you actually do some of these basic things, artwork, name, description, category, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you you can modify these things. You can you can change the name of your podcast later on. So even if it's a working title, just just be prepared to enter something <laughs> to get going. Yeah. Um, 
Which brings us to kind of the, the, the step two, which would be um, the artwork. Now, designing custom artwork for a podcast uh, is not in everyone's skill set, is not an experience everyone has had. But we're, I'd like to suggest an app called Canva, C-A-N-V-A, um, and this is all in the article, which we'll, we'll link to, which is an app you can download to your phone for free, and it allows you to do just really basic graphic design. They've got some copyright-free backgrounds, some different fonts. It's very easy to use on your phone, and you can essentially you can design a square tile, which is essentially one of the, the those key four components that you need, which is uh, square is in like a ratio of one to one kind of like an instagram post uh you need that as uh, an element to upload when you you set up uh, your podcast so name artwork design it on a, on an app like canva you don't need to be a photoshop wizard or understand illustrator or pay a graphic designer to get going and again you can swap this out at a later date if your show starts growing and you're really happy and you don't want to start again from scratch you can swap that artwork out yeah we're, we're fans of typically uh the the brand promise meaning that whatever the look and the feel and the title usually is what sells the podcast before people actually listen to it so making sure that you're on brand or on point in the initial stages you, an app like Canva or even using a service like Fiverr uh, helps you get started and develop what that brand looks like. Um, and and Reese, I think you're right. That I, I recommend Canva as well. Um, and I, 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 we should have mentioned this right out of the gate. We are uh, impartial or even technology uh, agnostics in regards to what technologies we choose to use and choose to recommend as well. And there's a variety of them out there. In fact, if you just do a, a search when you're searching for um, a design tool on your phone, you'll get a list of ones that are, are fast and quick and easy to be able to use. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, you might already have something. I mean, you might even do an Instagram post and just use the the post from it. Um, I think one thing to, to consider is you want to do this. You've got, if you've got the time and you want to do this properly, I would recommend looking at uh, a podcast app and looking at the kind of designs people have out there thinking about how yours will fit next to it remember to keep that text nice and clear and, and remember that you know that tile will get shrunk right down to a small size in some apps other apps it might be blown up to to be a lot bigger so you know make sure that everything is clear and you've got to try and sum up the tone and uh kind of style of your show in that visual which is not easy that's why there are professional graphic designers to do that but maybe you've just got a great image on your phone or you can find something that really um sums up uh i recommend just putting some time into it because that that really helps with the discoverability that you kind of send a loud and clear message to people uh, what to expect in in the kind of image that you choose and the font you choose and the colors that you choose yeah but as you say it is uh it is something you can always change at a later date. Just make sure that you're not, uh, you know, we're not copyright lawyers, um, but make sure that you're, 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 you're being honest and upfront with the images that you're, that you're using, that you own, that you can actually use them to distribute because you are going to publish on uh, public platforms. Um, and, and if there is uh, any hesitation on an image you're using, uh, think that through. Yeah, definitely. And I think once you get to that stage, you've got the artwork, you've got the title, then just write, even if it's three sentences, start to put together something that um, will will serve as a description. Now, um, I think you can really uh, you can really worry about it too much and write something too meaty, but it has to be short because Apple only allows um, a limited um, number of characters. I am a fan of um, 
um, speaking your titles uh, and and recording your voice because I find that 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 the the nature of a podcast is typically a dialogue anyway, and a lot of the times people when they're actually writing or creative writing you you get a little too wordy and you you lose that. Uh, common uh, flavor and 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 the language. So make sure that that as you're putting together those notes on describing what your podcast is, think about actually trying to record it instead. So just hit a you know a dictaphone or a. Um, uh, I used to use Dragon, which is no longer. I think Dragon was bought by Apple and incorporated into most Apple devices. But whatever you choose to use from a um, you know a, a speech to text option, give it a shot and see if that works. Yeah, it's kind of like your elevator pitch. It's is it's, you know it's saying. Um, say your podcast is about, I don't know, parents who own minivans, for instance. Um, it, you, you, you kind of, you could start with a question like, are you a parent who drives a minivan? Uh, which would instantly hook in your audience of minivan driving parents. And then the next sentence might be, in this show, we explore what it's like to be a minivan driving parent. Uh, just, just to kind of give them the context of that is the intention of what you're doing. And then with the th- third sentence, you can maybe just introduce the, 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 the presenters and the style and the tone. Um, I can imagine non-mini driving parents would instantly um, kind of uh, see some appeal to it. And if you're not a parent and you hate minivans, then you wouldn't listen to it. But that's fine because they're not your audience. So, but it, but it allows you to filter your niche that you, you want to reach. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of keeping it extremely simple, which is understand who you're talking to. So you're addressing that individual. Um, is, is there a problem that you're trying to solve? And is it relevant? Right? So if you can actually wrap those three things into the space, are you solving uh, world problems one coffee at a time? I mean, that's awfully broad. Um, so trying to figure out, is it a coffee chat? Is it a fireside chat? So my my recommendation is know who you're talking to, see what problem you're solving, and seeing if it's relevant for that person. On to the hosting service. Now, if you know nothing about podcasts, then um, the one key thing that you need for a podcast is a RSS host, which is basically where your files live online and um it's kind of just like hosting a website the files live there and then when you when you link those files to different podcast apps they automatically update when you release from one place so it allows you to to upload files in one place and then it gets distributed to spotify or apple or um, google podcasts or stitcher or or whatever your podcasts um have been submitted and Oh, sorry. I was I was going to say. I think of these as bigger than hosting services now because they've started to launch almost as platforms themselves, where they yes. they support your development of the podcast, right? With recording techno, uh, recording tools, recording technology, layouts, structure. And you're right; it's still that hosting network that then does a distribution into your Spotify, your, uh, your, your Google, your Apple, um, your other networks. But it becomes the starting point that allows you to actually build the podcast and distribute it from there. I think they're, I think they're wonderful, right? So we talked about Anchor or Podbean or, or Libsyn as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, in the article, I did suggest Anchor as the place to start for um, launching a quick, easy, cheap, fast-to-market podcast, only because Anchor does a lot of the work for you. So if you use Podbean, you have to physically submit um, your own RSS feed to Apple and to Google and to Spotify, which is, if you've never done it before, it can feel quite technical. It can feel... um, 
you know, is the, you have to read some articles to follow up on the process to do it if it's your first time. Whereas Anchor, you download the app, you log in, you can select for them to automatically set you up on all of the different um, platforms, and they will do that. Um, and it saves you a load of work. So if you're new to podcasting, there is some controversy with Anchor where a lot of people will tell you that um, in the terms and conditions, they claim that as part of that service, they will own your content. But um, my understanding is that this is not actually true. And they clarified it in the terms and conditions. Um, and also, I know I've read a few articles on this and a few um, posts by people on Reddit who've actually built a podcast anchor and then decided to leave and go to a different platform. Um, it's just like any other platform. Um, they don't own your content. Uh, they're actually a partner of um, Spotify, um, but you can leave and you do own your content. Uh, the, the, the confusion came in some badly worded terms and conditions that um, scared a lot of people away from it, but they, uh, they did have to kind of uh, rebuild that trust and, and make it clear that they were just a hosting service and weren't um, claiming ownership of your content. But back to our thinking, this is for, for the beginner. I'm just trying to get started. And I think a, a tool like Anchor is, is exactly that, is that you don't know if you're going to get success. This is to, to learn your process, what works, what doesn't work. Um, and, I, and I think that's probably, a, it's a great tool for that step one kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, you've got your artwork, you've got your description, you've got your name, and you've downloaded Anchor. You then just go through and fill in all those different elements um, and... Um, uh, your podcast category, you know, the language you're using, um, and you, you choose some basic things like, do you want to refer to a website on your anchor profile? And then that's it. You've, you've got your platform set up and your podcast won't actually start publishing until it has its first episode. So there's a screen that you see when you open anchor that says record and there is a red button at the bottom with an arrow pointing at it saying, tap here to start record. And this is the point where you are now about to record your first episode. And then what you actually can do in that space, if you if you just take the time to look around, you can record and then you can add audio underneath. You can add little musical interludes in between um, the, the sections you record. So for instance, if you wanted to do a 30-minute episode, you could actually do it in 10 three-minute chunks and add those bits together. You don't have to have the perfect take of the whole thing. So you could have a go at doing your introduction first. Once you're happy with it, you could then go to your next section and the next section and then do your outro. So you can build it within, uh, within, the, within your phone without having too much trouble. Yeah, I, what I like about this, it becomes your editing tool. So back to the, the the novice or the or the podcast starter, which is I don't need to know a full editing tool to be able to 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 customize my podcast. I can add the music bed, I can add some stings, I can cut a little bit, I can actually build it within this tool as opposed to saying I now need to be an Adobe Audition expert. Editing is intimidating if you have never done it before. And um, even if you tried it, you might have found it really boring. So Anchor allows you to kind of edit on the go. So you can have, a, you can go, oh, that, you listen back to your, the take you just did. It wasn't good enough. Do it again. So you're kind of live editing as you go with it, which is, which is a great kind of introductory way into, into making sure you're happy with what you've made. Um, you might just want to put it down, press record and run and have this completely uncut, unfiltered, you know, kind of um, podcast is entire, you know, is your show is entirely up to you. The, the one thing to consider is that how, 
how you're going to record this. So if you've got some kind of Bluetooth um, microphone, whether it's earbuds or you've got a mini jack input so you can use the, the hands-free kit to record, or if you're recording straight into the speaker of the phone, just be aware of of um, you know the putting the phone down on on a flat surface and and speaking clearly and as close to po- as possible to it in a quiet environment. Just because you know you are doing this um, on the go and rough and ready, but um, you want to make sure that it's as clear as possible for the listener. Um, and one of the other things I really like about Anchor is that if you have a friend who you would like to co-host with you, if they download the app, you can connect and call each other through the app and then record together. So you can do, uh, 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 you can co-host a show with your best friend who is in lockdown, you know, five miles away. And um, you can uh, then present the show together and all through this app, both of you just using your, your phone, essentially. So when you first mentioned Anchor, you'd mentioned it as sort of a, a hosting platform. And now we've talked about some of the other things that it can do. If you take a step back and think about other tools as well, if you just use Anchor as a hosting structure, there are a few other tools. And this is sort of a, a the technical part of the conversation where you can use anything from we're currently using Zencaster to be able to um, uh, host our conversation, but people are using Zoom and, and Hangouts. And another one I think was uh, um, uh, Squadcast uh, that does a, a yeah Squad, Squadcast does video as does well. A, does a video element. So from a technical standpoint, if you want to go a little bit broader and beyond what what Anchor is capable of, there are still a lot of ways to facilitate the conversation. And I think people are getting really comfortable on that standpoint. But Reese, you have a real good conversation around the technical environment of trying to make sure that the audio quality is is quite good. I don't know if you want to walk through some of the the you know the the environment, your space, the microphone, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think the, one of the most important things is to consider um, which room you're doing it in. So if you are doing this in uh, at home, which I imagine you will be, um, then you're going to have to go to a room that is um, soft, I think I describe it as. So not hard surfaces like a kitchen or a bathroom, somewhere with rugs and upholstery and curtains like a bedroom or a closet or wherever you can. Um, the best environment is a pillow fort. Um, if you can if you can build a pillow fort and sit in there and record, it will sound great because it's soft and close and um, it absorbs all the sound. There's no harsh kind of um, reflection on the surfaces at all. And, and that can be really helpful. And, and also just making sure that it's quiet, the fans are off, that maybe you're alone if you can be. Um, there's no music on, the TV's not on too loud in the next room or downstairs. Um, and and that, that, that can really make a difference in terms of making your show listenable for people. You want people to, to listen to it and want to keep listening. Don't make them work hard to listen to what you've got to say. Just try and make it easy for them by being aware of the um, kind of environment that you're in. And also be aware of how you're interacting around the microphone. So are you touching the microphone a lot? Because that will create a lot of noise. Have you got noisy clothes on? You know, Are you wearing um, like, um, you know, noisy jewelry for instance that that will be uh cut through in sometimes in conversations and be really distracting for the listener um just be aware of that you're not breathing directly and heavily into the microphone because that can be a a really off-putting thing just 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 be conscious of of your environment and how you're interacting with um the 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 technology you're trying to use in front of you reese you've you've talked about 
um, the, the physical nature as well about uh, sitting up straight, uh, yeah. taking deeper breaths, making sure that your, your, your mouth is almost a, a fist distance away from the microphone. Um, all of these physiological elements to making sure that you're speaking so that you're not uh, tensing up. You and I had talked a little bit about um, people can hear a smile. Um, and making sure that you're having fun while you're doing this so that you're able to, whether it's a mirror in front of you, whether you're standing up so you're thinking a little bit quicker, but all of these physiological elements come across in your voice as you're speaking. And so making sure that you're close, you're sitting up straight, you're able to breathe nice and clearly without actually taking long gasps and reaching for air and, and all of those things, especially when we have run-on sentences like these. But there's a physiological element, which even to the basics of be comfortable. Don't be sitting on a hard stool. Uh, have a nice space that is allows you to be comfortable and have some longevity in this conversation. And another important thing is comfort. You know, like like you're saying, it, the the fact that you're you know you're not on a hard stool as you mentioned, but also think about your voice and your throat. You know, make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you've got a glass of water on hand. Um, that can make a real difference in terms of how comfortable you are while you're talking. Um, sometimes your mouth can start to, to click and make strange noises when it is dry. Um, if you're nervous because this is the first time you've sat down and done a, a podcast, you might get a dry mouth and it can be quite a refreshing thing to take as a break. So um, I think, I think you know, is that thing of be aware of it. But yeah, you've, you've got to be comfortable. You've got to have a good posture and... Um, it, <laughs> If, if you're not happy, then um, it's hard to disguise um, that discomfort for the listener. And if, if you're not comfortable, then you can't expect the listener to be comfortable as well. So we've talked a little bit about hosting platforms. We talked a little bit about uh, cloud services that allow you to have conversations. Um, some of these hosting platforms allow you to do an end-to-end -end distribution and kind of an, not an editing platform. But I'm, I'm wondering if you want to touch on that last piece, which is if you choose to use a, a conversation platform like Zoom or like Zencaster, what would you then do from an editing standpoint? Do you have any recommendations that you'd say from a, an editing tool, quick and easy and straightforward? Uh, there's a great platform that is an open source uh, piece of software called Audacity, which um, is is great because because it's open source. There's an amazing support community around it, and there's a lot of passionate people who who participate in helping others and, and helping train others. So I would suggest that you you maybe look at that. Um, you can pay people, you know, to, to do these services. You could you could try it out, but um, the beauty of of Anchor is that if you don't want to go down this route, um, if you don't don't want to spend the time that you've got now on training yourself how to edit audio, if you want to use that time instead to um, focus on just making it and having fun making the shows then uh, using something like anchor is is a good way to to kind of just go straight into it without having too much of that post-production obviously if you progress and you want your, your production value to increase you have to engage with that process but um under these circumstances as we mentioned it can be a, a is a real opportunity to kind of just throw throw yourself in and, and have a go really i think the to summarize the article, it really was, uh, we're not looking for professional quality. Uh, we're looking to do something good, but really use this as a, as a learning opportunity. The article, I think, is a good resource to be able to say, let me 
let me understand some of the basics. And the recap of that article for us was um, understanding your name, look at some artwork tools like Canva or Fiverr or whatever you choose to be able to use, um, and then using sort of a hosting platform service like Anchor to be able to get out to market. That next conversation that we're having gets into a little more professional services, which is um, council on environment and space and tone and dialogue and who your guest is and making sure that they are, when they're remote, comfortable in their space and all of that uh, guest tips that you want to um, that you want to share. And then we get into the, the conversations around editing tools. Um, and it, it, you and I have a tendency to um, uh, think small to get started, minimum viable product, and then quickly start to add layers onto that to say, if I really want to make this really good, hey, there are other ways to do that. And that's that's just our natural excitement around podcasting. We're fans of saying anybody can do a podcast. Uh, it's, it's accessible. Get started, give it a shot, and see if it works. And I think, as I mentioned, that article is a, is a wonderful starting point to learn what it's about, give it a shot, uh, publish it, the learnings that you get from that, from the basics, gives you a sense of, hey, I can do this and I can carry on. Or uh, here are the gaps that that I'm not really good at. Maybe I'm not a good editor, or maybe I need a designer. Um, whatever those pieces are, best way to learn your gaps is by trying it and putting something out in market. And even if you're too worried, just do a secret podcast. Just make up. You know, some don't reveal who you are. Just experiment. See if you can build an audience just purely from uh, from the kind of uh, messaging that you're putting out, the kind of brand you've put out there, uh, and just have fun with it. Just test it, experiment. Um, or maybe this is a very straightforward, very kind of uh, service-based show where you are just trying to keep people informed on an important topic during lockdown and finding this an easy way to, to broadcast that information. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Um, hopefully, this has been uh, a tool and, uh, and a way to outline uh, how how it, it can be accessible to you, even without having to try and get hold of equipment from supply chains that are currently clogged or anything else. You have everything you need at home to get started. You have everything um, within reach uh, without having to spend any money. And if you have the time to do it, then there's no there's no barrier really for you to just jump in and, and get started. You mentioned something earlier in the podcast that talked about all of these, uh, the day shows, the tonight shows, um, where all of a sudden it's a different process and people are comfortable knowing that it's not a, a perfect polished product anymore. It's almost a, uh, a sneak peek behind the scenes, right behind the curtain to see how people are actually launching things. We've said before that failure is kind of interesting. Failure is an opportunity to learn from something uh, and 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 carry on and, and develop and get better exactly yeah definitely i think um yeah I'm, i mean hopefully um this has been useful <laughs> and hopefully that you can follow the link to the article to see in detail the step-by-step -step process that we were kind of outlined with with using anchor maybe anchor is not right for you but uh maybe this is just a, a push for you to to go out there and do it in your own way um but hopefully this is this has been um a helpful kind of conversation to to get you to to dip your toe in in closing, I'm going to steal your LinkedIn profile, um, and it, it is, and I love it, which is, um, ask me about podcasts. I dare you. Have a conversation. Reach out to us. Um, we will 
based on your situation, based on your skills, based on what you want to do, we can alter our recommendations and our thoughts. We'd love to have that conversation. And and as Reese says in his, his his profile, ask me about podcasts, I dare you. Yeah, then you just got to try and shut me up about podcasts. That's the real challenge. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you've got a passion and you want to have a passionate conversation, reach out. Yeah, we look forward to speaking to you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Visit podstarter.io to find out how we can help you build the podcast you and your audience needs. To listen to more episodes, search Podstarter wherever you find your podcasts or visit our website. You can also find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Podstarter is produced in Nova Scotia, Canada by podstarter.io.